everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic. Ready to uh, to do some Ralph. Do the Ralph, man. Do, 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 that, do, do, do. What, what do you... That's not even... Okay. Whew. That's not... That wasn't the same... Okay. We are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, gain access to all of our bonus content. Uh, we've got some people to thank, Matthew. All right. I love those people. Mm-hmm. Red Gens. Thank you, Red Gens, whoever you are. Your internet alter ego. Uh, Josh Payne. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. And Kevin Blixt. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Are you okay, Matt? <laughs> Just screwing with you as much as I can. Good, good great. Uh, uh, before we uh, continue on this week's episode, a few programming notes. It is the holidays. Uh, for this, the, the for let's see this week, obviously normal. Next week, normal episode on Christmas Eve, the Sunday. Uh, we will be releasing a mailbag episode, so I'll be putting out a call for questions over the next few days. Uh, for that, and uh, no normal episode until New Year's Eve, when we'll come back to our normal schedule. But uh, no Sundays off this 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 year, so I'm having yeah. I mean yeah, I guess. No, you, you you just have to put up with us uh, answer, ask, answering questions instead of a normal episode. Uh, on to this week's episode is This Little Wiggy, episode 5F13, originally aired March 22nd, 1998, written by Dan Greeny, directed by Neil Affleck, finished 27th in the ratings with a Nielsen rating of 9.1, approximately 8.9 million viewing households, was the second highest rated show on Fox that week following Ally McBeal. Ooh, Allie McBeal. Allie McBeal, number one. Whoa. I know. Uh, the chalkboard gag. I was not told to do this. <laughs> I don't believe that. I don't believe Bart would do that. I don't. Something really funny. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the couch gag. Bart spray paints a picture of the family on the wall and signs it with his alias, El Barto. It's not bad. I wish I, I if you uh, if they were doing that nowadays, it would be like a semi elaborate, gigantic portrait that that he, he's spray painted. But this is a, a it looks like what a ten year old would draw. It, that's true. Yes. Uh, episode guest stars Phil Hartman and Troy McClure. Very briefly. Very very briefly. Yes. Uh, the episode begins with uh, the uh, the kids in class. We are I believe it it is Bart's Bart's yeah right yes because it's Kerbopple. Uh, t- telling kids to do math with their calculators. <laughs> Frankly, I mean, I mean that's what I did in high school. They didn't make. That's you... true, but I feel like elementary school students should be doing it by hand. Probably, but I mean, in Springfield, I honestly, them learning at least how to do math in some regard, I'm kind of okay with it. Hmm. I suppose you suppose uh, they are joined by a guest, a robot over here. Oh, for the love of the doorway. Ah. We have a very special visitor today, but he's no ordinary visitor. In fact, uh, you might say he's a robot. We saw him on the way in. Thank you, Bart. All right, come in. They know. Kids, this is Robbie the Automaton. Greetings, Earth children. Where are you from? Earth. Anyway, have you ever wondered what it feels like to touch a star? Or which of the three Stooges had the heaviest brain? Hmm, Larry. 3.2 kilograms. Fascinating. 
<sighs> the answers to these and similar questions can be found at the Springfield Knowledgeium, a hands-on learning environment opening this Saturday. No, kid, don't! <laughs> oh! Command link severed. Default setting. Crush. Kill. Destroy. <laughs> no, don't! Children, help! He's killing me! Yeah! <laughs> yep. That's what all children do with their principles. They they cheer. They cheer their death? Well, yeah. I mean, it's a principle, so... He's the one forcing you to learn, and everyone knows children hate that. I mean, most kids aren't a fan, honestly, of going to school. Uh, I was a smart kid, and I didn't like going to school. It's kind well, of school. The problem with school is the schedule and, and having to learn at the same pace as everyone else. That's the big problem with school. But, you know, it's the limitations we have of the system. Education reform. Do we have robots to teach our children. Nope. Robots. Solution everything. <laughs> well, unless they try and kill the principal and then we're back at square one. Unless it's a robot. Well, yeah, I guess. Robot principal. That's the answer. That's the answer, Matt. And then your robot guests can fight the robot principal and the winner becomes the principal. It's <laughs> a good system we've dreamed up. Uh, they, yeah. the, the robot is Robbie is, is his name, the automaton. So, Hey, I'm, I'm in the Simpsons. I'm a robot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the family, uh, I mean, it's just, the robot is advertising, honestly, and it works. Homer, Marge, and the kids end up going to the Springfield Knowledgeum, uh, Bart smells, uh, a museum in, in there somewhere. <laughs> Science can't be fun. Me. I smell a museum. Yeah, good things don't end with Eum. They end with mania or Tyria. Will there be beer? Welcome to the Knowledgeum. I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such automated information kiosks as Welcome to Springfield Airport. And where's Nordstrom? While you're enjoying our Hall of Wonders, your car will unfortunately be subject to repeated breaking. What do you say? What about my car? <laughs> what about my car? <laughs> what, did, what did he say? Uh, I mean, I agree, Frank. Mostly, I mean, good things do end with mania. It's a good... Uh, if you say so. WrestleMania. Postamania. Mm -hmm. Oh, Postamania. Okay, okay. Um, now I, I, going. I got you on board. See, that's all it took, Matt. Just unlimited pasta yep. and suddenly you're, you're on board. Uh, it's the the Springfield Nalgene is actually a really I really like the design of everything in there because it, frankly that it looks exactly like all those science museums. I mean, most science museums now look kind of look like this, where they have like interactive exhibits and stuff like that. They don't. It's not kind of more staid, kind of dry material. Now it's like you know, bounce off the walls and play this video game. It kind of teaches you something. That's true. Uh, this uh, their exhibits seem a lot very fun. Uh, the sex education pavilion, especially, seems like a lot of fun. I mean, frankly, if you're in a giant like spaceship thing and shooting a giant, that like that's fun. It doesn't matter what the context is. I don't care what you're <laughs> exactly. It doesn't. It could be Star Wars. It could be trying to ovulate. It uh, it doesn't matter either way. I'm on board. Uh, Homer fails, unfortunately. I uh, uh, the visible the the visible computer. I mean, why? Frank is not a good educator. I think that's already been established. Uh, he is not. But he's a bad. That's not a way to teach kids how to about like just show them hackers because hackers that documentary 
Yes, that documentary hackers, it was so incredibly accurate, where by hacking, they transport their bodies into a place with fake computerized buildings. That's just what hacking is like. Yep. Are you are you oh. telling me hackers isn't real, Matt? Don't break my heart. Uh, no, I, I'm I'm telling you that hackers is unfortunately not real. Cyberspace is way cooler than that. It's filled with more cats. Hackers is cool. I like hackers. It's a good movie. I mean, it's a bad uh-huh. it's a bad movie, but it's good. It's a good bad yeah. movie. It has a lot of really recognizable people in it. Angelina Jolie's in that movie. That is true. She Pen- is. Penn and Teller's in that movie. Really? Yeah, they play. Uh, huh. They're part of the two. Well, Penn is. I don't think Teller's in. It. Maybe Teller's in it. I know oh, Penn okay. is. Penn is definitely in it. I forget if Teller's in there, but Penn is, de- Pendula is definitely in that movie. He's one of the bad guys. Um, well, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Bart uh, is skateboarding on a rover, a moon rover, space rover, space. What would you call that? A The Mars rover. Is that what? I, is that Mars? It's not red, though. I thought it was just the moon. It says Mars. Oh, that's true. It does in the Star Wars font, right? <laughs> yeah. In the Star but it's Wars not red. Font. Why is it not red? Is it not red? Uh, it it's kind of an orangish tint, like okay. the real Mars. Maybe I'm just forgetting things. But Bart is skateboarding, runs into Ralph, uh, literally, and crashes. <laughs> and he is. We see uh Ralph become of. I guess I don't know. They run into bullies. This is the. This episode takes a little bit of time to get going. Like it's a sense. Yeah, all the important stuff is is definitely backloaded. Yeah, it's like it feels like the first five minutes is like just kind of just getting Bart and Ralph in the same place, and then it kind of the actual plot of the episode starts happening, which involves basically Marge running into Ralph and seeing that he doesn't have any friends, uh, and also seeing that he has an alter ego named Wiggle Puppy. I found a moon rock in my nose. Houston, we have a booger. Hey, loser, this planet's for space studs. Yeah, blast off. I know you. My daddy took your beer. Whoa, the baby can talk. I am not a baby. (laughs) Talk to the ear, baby. (laughs) Good one, guys. Simpson, go kiss the virtual ass. Yes, sir. Poor little boy. Oh, no, he'll be fine. He's always getting himself stuffed in uh, this or that. (laughs) Is that normal? Yeah, he's just playing Wiggle Puppy. That's a dog he made up who flies by wagging his tail. I tell you, that dog has had some amazing adventures. (laughs) Ralph certainly has a lot of imagination. Oh, yeah, the kid's incredible. I mean, the special schools are all over him. Maybe he needs some real friends. Sure, we'd all love some real friends, Marge, but what are the odds of that happening? Hello, Ralph. When I was little, I used to play by myself, too. Your hair is tall and pretty. Well, thank you, Ralph. You're such a fine young gentleman. Help! She's touching my special area. That's right. All of Ralph is his special area. Yes. I <sighs> You okay, Robbie? I I it's I don't know. I I think this episode is really is 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 pretty good and I think it's funny. I think it sets a bad precedent in some regards. A bad precedent in how? About Ralph. I think oh, it's that a... he's ridiculously dumb. Yeah, I I think like it has been a steady slope for all like I love Lisa Ralph is slow, but he's not mentally handicapped, which is basically 
how he what he is in this and basically i mean he's been it for a while but he's never really been he's not featured in a lot of episodes he shows up here or there says a, a a thing and then that's the joke and then it goes on but in this episode he plays a large part of it uh i would say probably the largest part in it bart is honestly like some people say it's a bart episode i would say this is mostly ralph with some bart in there um bart has all the change has bart has the arc but ralph has more time and yeah i i really think it's funny and i think there's some really good emotional beats in here and i think the characters are interesting and i think bart and ralph as a team like seeing them interact with stuff is really interesting and fun and funny but i the some of the stuff that that they do with ralph in this i think just goes further and further and further and i don't know what to do like it's just it it one it gets repetitive after a while like i don't think the jokes in this are repetitive i think they're actually i think the thing is, like, there's a lot of the the joke Ralph stuff where he's like, he just says a punchline, and it's funny because it's Ralph saying it because he talks like, uh, I don't know. It's not that he's necessarily dumb. It's just he talks like kids talk sometimes, and that they just say exactly what they think. He right. Just, Ralph he, has no filter. He has no filter whatsoever. He says exactly what he's feeling, and sometimes, and like that's funny a lot of the times, and that's funny in real kids sometimes. But they also balance it in this episode with a lot of emotional and, and it, he's not just like an unthinking uh, robot. He's not just like a punchline machine. He is actually a small child who has feelings. My problem is like, later but on. He, well, he he lacks a lot of social maturity as well. Yeah, but he he can he can get his feelings hurt. He has he has a, he loves his father. Like there's he doesn't want to let his dad down. There's like hints of things in here where like. He may not have like full grown emotional maturity like of an adult, but he still has. He he's not a sociopath. It just like just says random <laughs> garbage. That's a terrifying thought right there. Sociopathic Ralph. Whew. I mean, Matt. Some later episodes after this, it's kind of what. Okay, it's like, and I don't. I shouldn't really judge this episode for that. For what other episodes you after that? It's just they. I think later episodes sometimes miss. Like and it's Ralph's not the only victim of it. We talked about it with Mo as well, where they just they just narrow down these characters to one character trait. And Mo it's suicide. And Ralph is just like this his punchlines of like being a a, a a a slow kid. That's all he is. And they just run with it. In this it like I feel like it just this is the beginning really of that because it he has he has so many lines in this and very funny lines but I feel like they just some people watched this episode and went, well, that's just all we'll do with Ralph from now on is the we'll get there. I when we get to Leprechaun stuff, that's when I really yeah. have a problem. <laughs> um, Marge feels sorry for Ralph. And like, that's another thing I really like is Marge is like seeing she sees Ralph as a real child. And I think that's the other problem with like sometimes Ralph. He's not like a person. He's not a character. He's not a child. He's just a thing that spouts jokes, which is problem with some of main it's a problem with homer sometimes honestly so whatever it's i can't yeah. you know i don't want to blame it all on this but she feels sorry for him and she sees a way to get him a friend basically and that way is bart you know who's nice no who that ralph wiggum boy he's a real winner you would know bart you don't have to go anywhere today i've got a surprise for you what i scheduled a play date a what with who Hi, Bart. We're going to be friends. I have a finger trap. 
Whoa. Get him off. Get him off. Fighting only makes it tighter. <laughs> See, Ralph is good for those little jokes, but when you focus an episode on him, you either have to give him real personality or mm, do something that's not just make him a baby for the entire episode. Yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of is. I I I think that I mean I Ralph is like I think Ralph in this episode is fine mostly mostly I think it's mostly, mostly fine I think. He's different than the Ralph and I love Lisa, and he's definitely different from the Ralph in season one or t- season two, whichever the first appearance of Ralph when I think it's the uh, Lisa's pony is the first time I remember him being like he's a regular kid for the most part, and then suddenly there's I love Lisa where he's just kind of slow, and then there's episodes after that where he just literally eats glue in the middle of class and yells wrong answers at uh, Miss Hoover. So um, it you know it it's been a long road to the point where. Like this episode actually goes the opposite direction of giving Ralph at least emotion and character. He's not like suddenly a more normal kid, not just a little slow second grader, which is what he was in I Love Lisa. You know, he's the kid who gets C's. But in you know, in this this episode fully commits to no, no, he's like a special education kid that he's for some reason he's not in those classes. Uh, I don't know what it is. But after that clip, we go to commercial, and when we come back. We see uh, we're still there with uh, Bart and Marge and Ralph. Uh, and Bart tries to make excuses to Marge at why he cannot play with Ralph. You want me to hang out with Ralph Wiggum? Not hang out. Play day. Stop saying that. Now, why don't you show off your new friend around the neighborhood? You two make an adorable pair. Someone will be right with you. Mom, school has changed a lot since you were a kid. Popularity is very important now. But don't talk. Listen. They're so layered. The coolest kids are at the top. Oh, you mean like the A students? Mom, I don't want to play with Ralph. He's just a misunderstood little boy who needs a friend. And if he hangs around with you, well, everyone will think he's cool. Well, I don't know about that. Might help him a little. Okay, great. Well, you kids have fun. Hey, wait, I I didn't agree to... (laughs) Mom, I am not... (laughs) Yeah, I like that part, especially at the end, where Marge is using two vacuum cleaners to drown Bart out. It's so important. It it works. It does, because Bart eventually gives up and just says, all right, fine, let's go up to my room, um, where Ralph is covered in chocolate uh, because of his fudgesicle. Uh, his, sorry, his popsicle, uh, which he proceeds to get all over Bart's toys. Uh, he, Ralph sticks his head into Bart's toy box and comes out with toys stuck to him because it's Ralph. Of course, he, of course he does. He's sticky. Uh, they yes, uh, they proceed to play hide and seek for two hours with uh, Ralph doing the hiding and Bart doing the seeking. Uh, all of which it appears during what Bart has been cleaning his toys. So we see him just finishing up with the last toy as Marge finds Ralph and brings him back to Bart. Uh, Ralph is, um, he's not really Bart's speed, essentially. Uh, Marge suggests they go outside. Bart doesn't want to be seen with Ralph, uh, because, you know, Bart's big on popularity. He's big on, you know, how he is seen by other people, uh, which Ralph, of course, would completely tank. Uh, so, unfortunately for Bart, uh, they do go outside. Uh, they're going over to Ralph's house, uh, which they just get to walk over there. Uh, on the way, uh, they do meet up with the bullies uh bart pushes ralph into a bush while the bullies who appear to have stolen a traffic or a parking parking enforcement officer's 
a little special car and are videotaping their crime spree. <laughs> it's a golf because... cart. It's a golf cart. It's not a. Yeah, that's it, all it is. Well, it's and that's all it is true. But it's like a specially designed golf cart for usually that purpose. I'm sure somebody else uses them, but that's that's what this one appears to be. Uh, Bart attempts to play it off like he's just hanging out by himself. The bullies slow down, don't believe him, and move on. And uh, Ralph recovers from the bush saying that uh, it's not so bad. bushes are great when they don't have prickers. That one did. <laughs> yes. Poor Ralph. I think it... Poor Ralph. Poor Ralph. Oh, man. Poor Ralph. I, I, it, it, this episode he does really a really good... It, yeah, he does a really good job of making us feel sympathy for him. He's. It's really like... I feel I think that's what a lot of other episodes of featuring Ralph don't get is that yeah. he's kind of a sad kid, you know, and I this episode goes a long way to like feel fleshing him out and making him feel like an actual child that is like sad, but also, you know, actually a neat kid, you know, and with I don't know it. It's the, the he gets a lot of physical damage done to him. Well, I, I'm sure he also has Homer Simpson syndrome. So that's why Bart um, should hang out with him. Is that, is that all? Is that what we do to explain all the physical damage that cartoon characters have to... Of course, absolutely. Okay, it's all Homer Simpson syndrome. Got it. Uh-huh. So as they uh, get to Ralph's house, he gives Bart the tour. This is my swing set. This is my sandbox. I'm not allowed to go in the deep end. That's where I saw the leprechaun. Right, a leprechaun. He told me to burn things. Uh-huh. So, yes, Bart is skeptical about the leprechaun. I uh, I believe you said you had issues with this. I have issues with the leprechaun. I, I don't... Do you want to give Ralph Wiggle Puppy? That's a cool thing. That's fine. He has uh, imaginary friends that... Or, or he become Like, he's a... You know, like, kids do that. Kids have imaginary friends. But when you start pushing him towards, like deranged like he wants to hurt people i don't know if i would call him deranged maybe you know uh he has some sort of sort of mental disability i when he becomes violent or at least the hint the idea of he could become violent like you start introducing the fact he has an imaginary leprechaun that tells him to burn stuff that it 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 i I don't again this episode does a lot of things right and it's in these things are these leprechaun. The leprechaun stuff is incredibly minor. It feels I just by including it at all, I it it kind of endorses it in later episodes, and it makes Ralph less of a character. Like I don't, it's un, it's an unlikable thing. It doesn't need to be there, and it kind of actually is counterintuitive to all the other stuff in this episode. Like all this, all the other stuff in the episode is to is trying to deepen our sympathy and our empathy for Ralph. And it works. Like, I genuinely feel bad for Ralph multiple times. But when you also include things like, oh, actually, he, that, that he has an innocent imaginary friend, and also he has a leprechaun that tells him to do violent things, it ter- it changes. It's a very subtle thing that that affects the tone. And it's not a bit, it, it's a very minor thing. I don't like it, but it, it just, it it's a small minor detriment, I would say. It doesn't, doesn't, destroy the episode or anything like that but also it's a thing i think that latches on to ralph in future some of his future appearances where suddenly he becomes the 
the kid you have to watch around and watch like don't give him matches because he'll burn down a house like that and i that's not a thing and I he'll don't... still be in second grade when everyone else is is graduating high school yeah we didn't talk about that our new episode review i didn't like that at all uh <laughs> i really dislike that but it's it's like i don't i want ralph works best for me as a innocent a true innocent and when you have him having like an evil leprechaun that tells him bad things that's it it it's counteracts that i just don't i don't know if like it i don't think it works in the simpsons unless you're just like it, it makes ralph like i don't well, i don't know it just makes me it's a little uncomfortable like i probably thought it was hilarious when i was 20 right i did i thought oh that's so funny but now i'm just the kid he is in the rest of this episode honestly i just want him to be that kid and not the kid who sees leprechauns i have feelings about ralph man I, apparently you do. You have as many feelings as my wife, uh, who loves Ralph to death. And I, I think as long as Ralph is in her life, she has no problem how they're characterizing him. Uh, but I get what you're saying about this. Um, it's a minor thing. It's not a big deal. It's, it's, it's yeah. It happens twice in the episode. It doesn't affect the plot at all. It's just a thing that I wish wasn't there. Yeah, which, which I can understand. Uh, I don't really have a problem with it. Uh, but the glib way they treat it is kind of, I don't want to say mean, but... It is also that, but I don't. I'm not going to try to apply too much of it. I don't. I. I think we as in, it, it, mostly we try we the things we imply about the writers and the creators with the way they handle some of these characters. I feel like implies too much. Like it implies spite at times, and for the most part, I don't think that's present. I think they're just trying to th do things that they think are funny. Uh, there are certain episodes I feel like are incredibly bitter and awful, but we are not there yet. True. We'll get there, though. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, eventually. <laughs> eventually. Anyway, uh, when they get there, Ralph suggests they have a stuffed animal parade. However, Bart, uh, as a 10-year-old, uh, which is weird to see Ralph and Bart kind of paired up. I don't know if we talked about this, but Bart is two years older than Ralph. I'm surprised Marge doesn't try and you know set Ralph up with Lisa, but I guess there's too much bad blood after the whole I Love Lisa incident. I think it's... Uh, I, I think I thought about that, and I'm like, Bart's a boy. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, that's it, true. Would, Especially at that age, it's it's more likely that they would hang out with other boys, even if they were different ages, rather than hang out with a girl. Yes, I think it's really literally just Marge went. I have a son. They're close enough in age. It's two years. It's not it. It when you're that young, it makes a pretty big difference. But that's true. I still think she just went. Bart's a boy. Hangs out with Bart. Nah. That's it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but Bart is not interested in the stuffed animal parade. Uh, instead, he wants to. Find something interesting to do. Uh, so Ralph suggests his dad's secret closet, uh, which, you know, he says, oh, we can't go in there. That's dad's, you know, secret closet. I know Police Chief Wiggum calls it his secret uh, closet of mystery. Uh, or sorry, his forbidden Forbid secret forbidden, closet. Of forbidden closet of mystery. That's it. Forbidden closet of mystery. Um, but uh, they break in there uh, very easily. Uh, I would have some kind of lock on that, but it is Chief Wiggum. He probably forgot the combination or lost the key. Uh, where they find a whole bunch of police files. Uh, we see Dr. Nick's uh, police file. Uh, we see... Uh, Krusty? Is it Krusty? It's, it's H. Krustovsky. Mm -hmm. And then we also see Homer. And what's where we find out Homer has been in jail six times, and Marge has been in jail twice. Homer, I'm surprised, is not more. Marge, I'm trying to think, why would Marge have been in jail? Well, one time, I mean, one episode is literally goes to jail. She got, you know, with the right, uh, liquor right. in her purse. Um, maybe, who knows, probably a mistake. That's generally 
that's generally how Mark. I think goes. the same. There's the same reason that Homer hasn't been arrested more. Is the same reason Marge has been arrested at all. Is that the Springfield police is incompetent? Sounds accurate to me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, as they are in there, Police Chief Wickham comes home and finds that uh, a, I believe it is a 341 is going on in his own house. Man, we have got to get an escalator. <gasps> a 341 in my own bedroom. All right, Crookie. Let's dance. Oh, God, my back. Oh, officer down. Officer down. Hi, Daddy. Oh, oh it's just you. Well, help Daddy up. You know you're not supposed to go in there. What is your fascination with my forbidden closet of mystery? Sorry, Chief. Um, we were just playing. Ralphie, you got a friend? Hey, hey, that's fantastic. Here, here, have some riot gear. It's on the house. <laughs> ah, that takes me back to the 60s. I bet it does. Uh, I believe in the 60s, Chief Wiggum was, uh, if we go by the way we was, I, or uh, not the way we was, um, uh, Mother Simpson. If we go by Mother Simpson in the 60s, I believe Chief Wiggum probably would have been, what, eight, nine years old, would you say, Robbie? I mean, how old, I mean, he was working, col- it was like a college, I don't know if he's official college police, but he was some sort of college some campus, like he was a campus security or something for the uh, germ warfare thing in Mother Simpson. Right. So he was a, a teenager with then. So I don't know when that was that. I thought that was the 60s still, wasn't it? Wasn't that late 60s? I thought that was the 70s, but I could be wrong. So yeah, okay, you're probably right. Probably right. I mean, Fair enough. Wiggum is, I, I, like I, most I Simpsons characters at this point, they are ageless. They exist in any, at any age at any time. Skinner was in Skinner was is a Vietnam veteran, yet he is still forty four years old in twenty seventeen. <laughs> Indeed. Uh but uh of course Wiggum is happy uh that uh, Ralph has made a friend. Uh he takes off his most prized possession, the police master key, uh which he just leaves kind of laying around because obviously Ralph wouldn't take it. No, 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 no. No. Um, I mean his kid I mean I think this is really like this stuff it, it the 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 Bart and Ralph stuff works not only because of the emotion they imbue in Bart and Ralph. It is also the emotion they put into Marge and Chief Wiggum because they see Marge's reaction to Ralph and then Chief Wiggum's own reaction. Like there is genuine Wiggum. Oftentimes is also like just base stereotype of an incompetent cop, but in this you see genuine love and and emotion over ralph and him suddenly seeing like oh man ralph has someone he, he has a friend over playing i don't care what's happening yeah here's right here i don't let's have have fun this is a this is an extraordinary situation here ralph actually has a friend normally he plays by himself with a leprechaun and little and wiggle puppy now he has a, a a real person to talk to and i like i it's not a lot but it feels like a little bit of Wiggum just like, oh, like, he probably was worried that Ralph would never have a real friend. Ever. Probably, yeah. And this is like, oh, man, there's actual an instance of Sim having a friend. Yeah. Let's do whatever. Like, who cares? I'm going to drop all my guard. Like, I can fully buy that. It really works. Yeah. I mean, Police Chief Wiggum loves Ralph. I mean, that's one thing that has been fairly consistent across all of the Simpsons episodes is... Police Chief Wiggum was all about his son. I mean, there are a few times he may have forgotten him here and there, but, you know, he's really 
really cares about Ralph. I mean, he, he, the special schools are all over him, and, P- and Wiggum is excited about that. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's a good dad, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, well, while I, I don't know about good dad, he's a caring dad, like okay. like Homer. Yeah, that, I feel like, you. I think he's like correct. I think cares. like Homer, he cares, even though he may do the wrong thing sometimes. He does care about his his son and be an idiot. Yeah, that too. Um, we go back to the Simpsons house uh, where Homer and Marge are uh, having a fun game of recording terrible answering machine messages Hi, this is Jerry Maguire show me the message show me the message no that stinks let me try one this is Geraldine and the devil maybe missed your call so here come the beep here come the beep <laughs> Do the message! Long, I'm going to sleep over at Ralph's. Oh, see, I knew you'd find something you liked about him. Oh, I found something all right. After the beep. Remember answering machine messages, Robbie? Remember answering machines? I do, I do. Is anyone's answering machine right now not hang up and text me? I mean, I have a very polite, this is me. It's, it was a big deal when like suddenly you're like, oh, I can, I don't have to just call back later and hope they answer. It's a me, I can leave a message for them. It's like, you didn't have a, you didn't need a person to do it. It's automation. Now we've just gone past it. We've, op- it's, it's, it's been pushed in obsolescence, but it's still, it was well, still novel, incredibly novel all the time. I mean, I, there's still people who get like fancy custom uh, voicemail messages. Like you can get celebrities to do it for you if you want. That's true, I suppose. But uh, who calls anybody anymore? It's weird. I call people because I live three thousand miles away from my fam- my family. That's true. Mm-hmm. That the time when you would still probably call somebody. Yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> anyway, uh, at this, I, I just wanted to include Homer in the background doing the do 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 for the, the yeah. uh, Bart and Mark's entire conversation. Yes. The well, I mean, I. There's a. This is a a pretty dense episode. Aside from that first like five minutes, I think aside from that, it they have a lot of a lot of scenes that both further character and are funny at the same time. Like, and that's a that's the Simpsons to me. Honestly, it's very much like how can we deepen characters here and also be really funny at the same time. And it seems like this. It's true. Uh, this one especially I really enjoyed because you have the funniness of Marge and Homer doing the answer machine message, which is like 30 seconds. Uh, but then you also see uh, Bart, you know, who is, is so excited about hanging out with Ralph that he is drooling, which is unusual. Yeah, it's But it Ralph. goes to show like, sure. just how much Bart is using Ralph. Yeah, that's the – yes. It's – yes, how much he loves hanging out with Ralph and his master key that – is that a real thing, Matt? Did police have – keys that fit in every door in a building in a, in the city or is it just city uh, no, buildings no police have a master key it's called a SWAT team <laughs> or or that big uh what is it that big um, the uh the the uh tank with the uh the I was gonna, I was thinking front. I was thinking more of the uh jaws of life kind of deal where you know you just jam a thing a metal thing into a door and you just pull a switch and like it goes it just rips the door apart yeah, there's those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jaws of Life work too on uh, most doors, or like just a you just break the glass, and if you really need to get in there, I would. Maybe, I mean, I assume that may. I would think Chief Wiggum would have a key to the to the penitentiary. Like that makes sense. Properties, you'd have a key somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, police key definitely a real thing. Yeah. Feel free to ask your police to borrow it when you need it. Yeah, exactly. Just ask them. Can I borrow that for a second? 
they love hearing that. Uh, speaking of police master, he's Barton Ralph steal it. Uh, it's really funny. They don't just walk up because police I, William is in bed asleep with his I, wife. I really love this. I love it. It's I really it good. Too. It's a really good. Scene. I wanted to capture it, but it's so visual. Yeah, it's, <laughs> all, it's all visual. It's like, it, but Bart just jamming the, he has a broomstick and he's just hitting, hits William in the face. And they do it. It's, it has that bit of, it has that, the, that's the quality of it's funny. And then they keep doing it and it stops being funny. And then they do it again, and it's funny again. It's just, and it's really good. Also, the I don't the fact that Wiggum doesn't wake up; he just is like cursing in his sleep. <laughs> it's really good. I really son of a. It's I enjoy it a great. It's probably actually my favorite thing of this episode is that little bit of Whoa. Bart Bart just going going back to tap him the final time after he already has the key. It just. Yeah, it's really it's also it's funny. Also deep. It also shows Bart's character. It is Bart being the troublemaker, being being the 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 kind of sower of chaos that he is. Oh, that is Bart, the little Hellraiser. Mm hmm. So, yes, uh, Bart and Ralph take off. Uh, they go to the toy store where they play with a whole bunch of toys. They build a giant Lego. Uh, they use pogo sticks on the trampoline, which looks hella fun. but what happens to them would eventually happen to all of us is that they go to high five and fly off the trampoline. I'm never, I'm done with I, well, pogo sticks, trampolines, any toys that revolve springs. I think I'm that, that left me 20 years ago. I'm never, oh man, no way. Pogo I, sticks, maybe because pogo sticks are tough, but trampolines are still some of the most fun you can have. I, they, all I can think of whenever I even see a trampoline is just ghastly stories of ungodly injuries to people of all ages. And I just go. Mm, I need. I like my ankles. I'm not gonna. Not gonna go on that trampoline. Nah. I watch videos of dogs playing on trampolines. That's as far as that's true. Dogs. Dogs are much better at uh, you know pretty much everything. And they than, than humans. And they don't go as high. So it, like there's there's not much damage like possible. Like they just go a foot off the ground and they're really happy about it. That's true. Anyway, uh, they also go to a bakery and eat a wedding cake and a whole pan of funeral fudge. At which point they meet the bullies again. Uh, Bart, of course, shows off uh, their the master key, and which causes them to think that he is cool for a microsecond. And they have some wonderful ideas about what to do with it. Let's use this thing to rob the school. Let's go to the zoo and tease the dingo. Let's use it to key some cars. <laughs> Those are all moderately cool ideas, but if you really want to walk on the wild side, I know just the place. Here she is, the big house, the stony lonesome, the thug jug, the mobster trap, Penn State, the old crook. Shut up! Let's just open the gate. So, yes, uh, Bart loves weird nicknames for prisons, apparently. And uh, Ralph, of course, is scared uh, about this. And Bart tells him, oh, all the murders are long dead. And he's sure their ghosts are rotting in hell or something like that. <laughs> the perfect thing to tell a child. Exactly. Uh, but, of course, Ralph is still scared and wants to leave. So what does Bart do? At the urging of the bullies, he takes Ralph's key, and then we get to a commercial. It's. Do, I think the bullies also push Ralph into the mud at this point. Is that where they do that after? I think they do that after. Okay. I'm not sure. I know Ralph is in the mud. Um, at some point, at yes. Some point. <laughs> uh, when we come back, I think this is my actual only real big complaint about this episode if i don't know it feels really strange 
that this changes so fast. This arc, like Bart makes a mistake and hurts Ralph, which and that's true. But then immediately, like it within the span of a commercial, we come back. Bart immediately realizes his mistake and immediately, uh, kind of has a change of heart. You know, normally that's the arc of an entire episode. Like he makes the mistake at the end of Act One, and the very end of the episode, he kind of does his best to to make up for it. In this, it happens. It's true right away. Right. Well, I feel like a lot of times when you have to contrast Bart with the bullies, they want Bart. They, they want to show that Bart has, uh, you know, a, a actual heart, whereas the bullies are just, you know, awful people. And I think that's why we get the quick turnaround with Bart here, because he has the bullies to be even worse than him. Yeah, I don't like. That's why I there is a arc there. It's just it, like it. I I hesitate to call this a full on Bart episode because normally that's what the episode's about. You know, it is about Bart recognizing he makes, you know, recognizing he makes a mistake and trying to do his best to fix it. And that the thing that would normally be what the episode is, is kind of very quick. And then, like, the very beginning of the episode isn't about that. The very end of the episode is more like just a weird plot about them not electrocuting the mayor. <laughs> Which I, I don't know. So Bart has a change of heart immediately. Realizes he did something really bad, hurt and hurt Ralph's feelings. Uh, the bullies take the key and throw it into the penitentiary. Go on home, Ralph. I can't without Daddy's key. Oh. I can't bail on a friend, even if it is Ralph. Ah, you was. Hey, give it back. <laughs> hey, key boy. <laughs> hey, come on. I thought we were friends. Yeah, well, I hope the irony's not lost on you, Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) This sucks. Let's do something else. I know. Let's go pick some huckleberries. Yeah. Huckleberries. (laughs) Daddy's key went in there. Hey, Ralph. You're braver than you thought. Wait for me. Uh, keep, keep away. Get it, Matt? Yes. Keep away. Ha ha. Ha ha. Some play of words there. Um, yeah, Bart immediately realizes, oh, well, I actually hurt this, this little kid's feelings. Uh, I made a mistake and, and has a change of heart immediately realizes, which it's, again, I don't, it, that is my, I think, I wish the episode was explored that more, I guess. I, I like, did more about, like it kind of turns into just like a celebration of Ralph, I guess at the end other, like there's not really, I don't, I don't. Okay. They will, they, <laughs> they go into the penitentiary to get the key back. They have to, to return it to, to chief Wiggum. Uh, they explore it. A pointy kitty takes the key, a rat. Best name for a rat ever. A rat. Everything's better when it's also a cat. Yeah. Pointy kitty. Uh, Rat takes the key, steals it, runs into uh, the room where they hold. They have the electric chair, and the, the they in very dramatic fashion. Uh, Bart and Ralph reveal it uh, and have some fun with the electric chair. Whoa, Mama! The electric chair. Smell that, Ralph? That's the smell of justice. It smells like hot dogs. Hmm, maybe it still works. Give me the newlyweds from that cake. Stand back. What a jip. 
Maybe our key fits in here. <laughs> Till death do you part. Somebody <gasps> down there? Uh-oh. Let's get out of here. Why do I always shout first? Just gives them a chance to run away. Well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> That's some good introspection. There. I, I like you know, that. I, like... I don't know. The security guard, why is he had made it another appearance? I really like He's just like, um, so I'm, I'm stupid. Uh, and then th- this, and then th- this is kind of the end sequence of the episode because at this point, Bart and Ralph are kind of buds, you know, and they're they're hanging out just playing go fish, even though Ralph doesn't know how to play go fish. But <laughs> Bart is not. There's no pretense there. Bart is not hanging out with him just to get to the key. He he saw that hey, I should if I'm gonna hang out with Ralph, I should hang out because he's. A, He's a fun kid, and I can. He may not be as smart as me, but I can still, you know, spend time with him. You can probably have some fun. Yeah, I mean, it's not. They're you know, you have toys. Do a the. <laughs> what's wrong with what is wrong with a stuffed animal parade? That's my question. Nothing's wrong with it per se. It's just you know a little weird. It's not. It's not the kind of thing Bart would be into. That's true, but I think that shows you that how much he has he's realized oh, he he's playing with Ralph and even though Ralph isn't he's trying to play go fish. Ralph is trying. He doesn't know what's going on, but he's it's like me when I'm trying to learn a heavy euro or something, it's just like, oh just yeah, yeah. put out a card. Um then they see on the news that Quimby is reopening the penitentiary. Uh and as part of this, he is gonna get a photo op in the electric chair. I this and like I think this is the thing that uh, it it's connected to the sudden change in Bart, and that I wish that was here because this isn't good. This whole part, this whole last like three minutes is not good. I don't think any of it's. I don't think any of it's interesting. I I think that's it. I think the rest of this episode is really fun and interesting and and funny. I don't like Quimby. Be, like it ain't that hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it takes eight seconds. Like that's and it's like. They try and make a joke out of it, but it just feels like plot contrivance, which is what it is. And and then they have – the way they solve it is have Ralph come up with the idea that Lisa needs to solve this problem. Well, he's not wrong. No, he is not wrong. That is the person you should go to. Apparently, there's a cut scene uh, that they never made where uh, Bart and Ralph go to Homer for an idea at first. Uh. <laughs> and apparently, it's Dan Greeny, the writer's his favorite scene ever. In The Simpsons, he, oh, despite, the, despite the fact that it was never made, he really likes it. And I just it, because it probably wasn't they cut it for time because it didn't make sense, like in the context of the episode in the flow. But that's still a scene that seems really interesting. But Lisa figures out that, hey, we the only way we can get a message there because the security guard is tying up the phone is to send a rocket uh, with uh, a piece of paper, a note saying hey, the electricity is still on in the penitentiary. You're, he's going to get killed. Um, the rocket misses the penitentiary, but but lands in the, in the power plant. Burns gets it, realizes the he's been given the penitentiary free power for years now. He turns it off. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. But I, sure. I there's again, Matt. I like I said, this part <laughs> is all plot contrivance, and he turns off the power. Quimby's only severely injured instead of killed because he does have oh goody, only severe injury. I mean, he's fine because of course he is, but. He got electrocuted for a while, and 
I would have, I don't know, it's just, you know, it's dumb. I think that's the thing. Like, this whole ending is like, eh, kind of, eh. But, uh, they say, the day is saved, I suppose. And, uh, Ralph gets all the credit. Yeah! Alright! Woo! Way to go, Ralph! Ralph? But the rocket was my idea! But asking you was Ralph's idea. You're the man, Ralph. But surely I deserve some credit for... Ralph! 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 I'll let him have this one, Reese. After all, it's Ralph. Ralph! 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 You've done grand, laddie. Now you know what you have to do. Burn the house down. Burn them all! There and that—that's just more, Matt. More fuel. <laughs> I just literally fuel to the fire. I just. Aww. I don't know why can't we just end it with a happy, happy bit with Ralph getting cheered? I don't know, like it doesn't. Because you you have to you have to laugh at the end. I mean, you can have a punchline. That's not Ralph needs to burn down the. I okay. I don't. Well, I... obviously Ralph has not followed through on those yet, so it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't think the the idea is not funny to me either. I guess that's just it. I don't, I don't, I, it, and it's more also along the lines that why is Quimby in this? Why is, are we, like, why is any, why is, it's getting away from especially nowadays for The Simpsons. Come, coming up with this, lots of new ideas and getting them all out, uh, 20 plus of them. Um, I just, like, yeah, we've bought into the idea that Ralph is a slow kid, special ed kid, whatever. Like, they've never fully crossed into having him actually have some sort of mental disability or something, but they don't, they've never actually gone, Hey, he actually has like this. It's just him always, you know, even to this day being a, an adult man in a second grade, like a second grade still it's, right. I, but it's all contrivance. Like you can just have the episode. Like if you want to make it, it may, it, I, it's a little also self-defeating there. It's just like, have Ralph save the day through, hey, by accident, by luck. That's fine. That I could believe. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like he comes up with some, like, brilliant scheme to, like, reroute power or something. He can just, like, say, we do this. Or he just goes and does something that inexplicably works. And then they can cheer Ralph. And then there's no, and I don't, the Leprechaun is also fairly cartoonish in a yeah. pretty heartfelt episode. And it also, I think, does it, it, it moves the tone. It changes the tone. This whole ending kind of changes the tone of the episode. And I think it's the biggest fault of it. It's like, like Ralph and the Leprechaun and Quimby being involved. And well, I don't, there doesn't need to be like a big save the day kind of moment. Like, I kind of wish that they moved the emotional beat of Bart realizing what was, you know, him making that transformation and just ending, end the episode with him playing with Ralph and having fun. That's, that's true. Uh, I mean, you just ignored the electric chair thing altogether. Yeah, like, they just, hey, they turn it back off, and they run away, and then, or, like, rework the way the plot works. Like, it's, none of it's set in stone. You're allowed to move things around, whatever. I don't, I still think, that's how the episode ends. I still think it's very funny. I still really like the Bart and Ralph dynamic. I I think it, it has a lot, there's a lot there. It's a fun episode, all around. That, that. That's my, my final determination. Yeah, I think that's the right... It's fun. It's a fun episode. And I, like, I don't know. I think that's where we've come down in a lot of these season nine episodes. It's like, hey, they're fun. They're fun. They're funny. They, ha- oh, they, they, they hint... They, they, I think this is actually 
maybe of all the episodes we've done so far, like uh, in season nine, the most uh, like emotional, the most emotional episode. I think I don't, I, I, the one, that, at least the most effective emotional episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's better oh. than. I think it does more than I don't know. Pretty much anything we've done so far. Uh, Lisa Sachs was kind of like that. Yeah, but a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's the one. That's about it. Mm. So that's that. That's that. Uh, we'll rank it at the end of the show. Uh, no submissions for this for my favorite episode. However, if you do have a favorite episode, simply submit it to uh, pod at gmail.com explaining why a certain episode is your favorite. We will read it once we get there. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I will comb through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group, see what people are talking about uh, the week or two after an episode debuted, see what they thought about it. Um, mostly A's and B's. People really like this one. There's a few uh, C's in there. A few people are like, eh, middling, but mostly really, really enjoyed it. Which is, I think this is a, I think this episode is pretty hearty. You know, I think it, it still holds up fine because it is rooted in just like the Bart-Ralph dynamic for the most part. You know, it doesn't... Some of the jokes are a little weird due to the whole, you know, answering machine thing. Yeah, I mean, there's that's that's kind of omnipresent. With this, like the show that's last thirty years, it's never gonna. Oh, there's always gonna be stuff like that. Um, other news: uh, the voice cast in 1998 still seeking new contracts, getting closer apparently. At the time, uh, we had Nancy Cartwright, I believe, agreeing to a, a deal. Uh, some of the posters, some of the the news group people were, uh, were threatening a boycott if their favorite, if their voice, the voice actors did not return, if their demands were not met. I don't think that would happen nowadays. I don't think if the boy, I, I think nowadays there's a, there's just too much apathy. Yeah, no, no one cares that much about the Simpsons anymore. Yeah, I don't think it's just like, oh, we're gonna boycott the show. I'm like, well, most people just kind of already <laughs> done that <laughs> without even yeah. realizing it. Uh, also, some uh, virtual Springfield uh, tips for the video game back in 1998. I never had a computer that could run the original version, and nowadays oh. finding a copy of it is near impossible. I don't, and also I don't have a CD-ROM driving my computer. So even if I could, I have one of them. I I could have one. It's not like I couldn't. It's just I don't. I don't. Who uses physical media? That's weird. Why Why would I need that? Um, I just it reminded me of uh, itchy and scratchy and poochy. Basically, some dude was like, "Where can I find this thing?" And I was waiting. I was expecting someone to do the the uh, the video game res- the the response when uh, comic book guy asks about. Well, not comic book guy. It was a database who asked about that, about the uh, the video game, the itchy and scratchy video game to the voice actors. Yeah, it was database. That's right. Database. I was expecting someone to do that answer, but no, everyone just basically. You need to look behind the staircase in uh, in Millhouse's house. That's where you find this one thing. <laughs> Everyone's very, very, very authentic. <laughs> um, that's about it. It's kind of fun, dumb stuff. I try to avoid all the. I'm not going to report on the constant flaming. As they flame wars, as they were flame wars on old forums. I don't need to talk about that. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is: uh, Who would you cast in a live action Simpsons? Uh, a lot of fun answers in this. Uh, I appreciate everyone who took the time. 
uh, from AJ, Paul Giamatti, or John C. Riley would be solid homers. The more I think about it, none of the actors I could pick would capture the same magic as the voice actors. Whereas to certain voices and changing them for live action people seems like something that just wouldn't work well at all. I think I want to say this up front. Uh, I don't think a live action Simpsons would be nearly, it have to be a completely different thing than the show. Oh, for sure. It would have to be either like you do it a one-off and just like for the weird novelty, like Simpsons spinoff showcase or something, or you make it some weird meta thing. Like you have to play with it. You have to really mutate it to make it like a show that could last more than one episode. I think if you did one episode, you could do it straight. It would just be really weird. And then if you wanted to make it a real live action show, you'd have to definitely mess with the formula in some way. But I kind of just took that, you know, it's, this is, you know, I don't, they're not going to do it. Uh, From Steve, uh, Smithers, David Hyde Pierce, Burns, Brad Dorf, Homer, J.K. Simmons, Marge, Laurie Metcalf, Bart Gatton Matarazzo, who's the kid with his curly hair from Stranger Things, uh, mm-hmm. Lisa Harley Quinn Smith, which is Kevin Smith's daughter, uh, Moe, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Chief Wiggum, Kevin James. I really like that Kevin James is Chief Wiggum. Um, uh, Captain Mara Vil- Vil- <laughs> Captain, you always change. Captain Mara Vil- Vil- I'm struck. Captain Mara Vioso. I'm trying to do it. Uh-huh. My name is Otto. I love to get Blotto. And he attached a picture of James Franco. Nice. Franco is Otto. I could, I definitely see that. Uh, Jean-Pierre Diaz. Uh, Jason Statham is Homer. Allison Brie is Marge. Young Leo DiCaprio is Bart. Young Winona Ryder is Lisa. I like... <laughs> Young Leonardo DiCaprio is Bart. Yeah. I, oh, I think man. that is the, a very Hollywoodified version of The Simpsons. You just have yeah. Jason Statham. <laughs> Uh, Cole, his answer, Homer, John C. Riley, Marge, Anna Gunn, Bart, Jacob Tremblay, Lisa, Millie Bobby Brown, Grandpa, Harrison Ford, Mr. Burns, Anthony Hopkins, Smithers, uh, Vincent Carthizer, Moe, James Kahn, Krusty, Woody Harrelson, Flanders, Timothy Oliphant, uh, Chief Wiggum, Artie Lang, that's pretty good too for Wiggum, Skinner, Adam Scott, Apu, Ben Kingsley, Comic Book Guy, Kevin Smith, Revan Lovejoy, John Hamm, Otto, James Franco, Merrick Wimby, Dean Norris. Dean Norris, that's a good good character actor pull. Uh, from Alistair, his only David Harbor as Homer. Again, I don't know who these people are. David Harbor, he's the new he's uh in Stranger Things, he's the sheriff in in Stranger Things. Oh, okay, and he's also going to be the new Hellboy. All right, he's he's very proud of his dad bod, so he would probably I think he would work as Homer. Uh, Rob Patton Oswald as comic book guy. Not to like, hey, yeah, John Goodman kind of was the real life Homer. Like Roseanne is kind of The Simpsons, in yeah. if it was a real life show, basically in some ways. Uh, Michael at Michael GD ninety two, Homer, Seth Rogen, Marge, Patricia Heaton, Bart, Bueller, aged Matthew Broderick, Lisa, Anna Kendrick, Maggie, Rebel Wilson, because why not? Mo, Robert De Niro, Apu, Camille Nagiani, Lenny and Carl, Zach Braff, and Donald Faison. That's pretty good. Uh, Nelson, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson, I'm assuming, and Rich Texan, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> uh, he was also, I was racking my brain for Grandpa, couldn't think of anything. Larry David is perfect. I don't know about that, but I, maybe, I, I maybe. think, I, I think he, if it, again, all this stuff is incredibly dependent on what the weird, how they do this weird show. So, whatever. I think Larry David could work. Uh, uh, Matthew at Matt R. Jacobson, Seth Rogen as Homer, January Jones as Marge, Gatton Maserato as Bart, a young Emma Watson, uh, Shamsula at Iron Sheik 84, Will Sasso for Homer, Shelley Duvall for Marge, and Jason Alexander, Kirk Van Houten. See, we're going to, a lot of, there's, there's some of this is like in the zeitgeist. I like, I don't necessarily yeah. think any of these people were like looking, but like, 
some of them seem pretty open and shut. Uh, I mean, Kirk Van Hout is basically George Costanza in a lot of ways. So oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not like that's hard. Uh, Mike at a Mike Bloom type. I know you said main family only, but Sam Levine would have been would have made also true. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your answer, Matt? All right, I have a few of these. Oh, sorry. So main family, Homer, John Goodman, uh, as we said, uh, Marge, Larry Metcalf, I, I think would do a great job. Um, uh, Bart, I went with a, a young, you know, Home Alone era Macaulay Culkin. Uh, Lisa, young Emma Watson, you know, probably around Harry Potter book, you know, three or four or something like that. Uh, for uh, I also picked uh, a Mo. I think Steve Buscemi would be a great Mo. Uh, he, he's got that uh, that face full of character, the, the but with a heart of gold, the sweaty charm. Yes, the sweaty charm, as perfect as that is. Uh, I also picked a Roy uh, as Justin Bieber. Uh, he would get killed off after the first episode, obviously. Uh, Lindsay Nagel, I thought could be a, a good uh, Christine Baranski. And uh, Grandpa, I picked James Franco because I believe he could do anything. <laughs> I mean, he did, he does he is playing the human gargoyle uh, Tommy Wiseau, so he could exactly he can he's a shapeshifter. <laughs> he's a shapeshifter. Yeah, you know, such a good actor, he can be any character. Mm-hmm. Uh, my answers, uh, Homer. I picked Carl Pilkington. Do you know? Who, who oh that? my! God. You can see that he's he is he is Homer. Like he's a he is his life is Homer Simpson's life. He's just like a stumbling into success over and over and over again. I you listen to the Ricky Gervais podcast with him, and it just feels like Marge. I took Shamsula's answer. Shelley Duvall. I think she. I think she her uh, her appearance plus her like kind of earnestness. I feel like would work. Bart, uh, a young Corey Haynes, the girl from My Girl. I, I believe Klumsky, Yeah, the girl from My Girl, um, who is now on Veep as an adult, but young Anna Klumsky, I think like also Lisa is earnest. I want to have someone who has like that can projects earnestness. Uh, I didn't bother. I, I think all the casting that all our listeners chose is very inspired. I like all of them are very good. Or um, next week's question. What is your idea for a Ralph episode? Ooh. Oh man. I, I got some thoughts here. I'm about to brainstorm. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm going to, th- I'm going to do some thinking. I'm like, what is, what is Ralph? Honestly, when you get down to it, drill down into his character. Who is Ralph? What is he fighting? I'm sure that's... We don't have to worry about jokes, so it makes it a lot easier. If you don't, yeah, have, to exactly. write, if you don't have to write the jokes, it makes the episode ideas very much, much, much more simpler. Uh, that's for next week. Much week's. more simpler. Much more simpler. You know, my English is really good, too. Me feel English? That's impossible. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Exactly. Uh, post this question on our social media, facebook.com slash the Simpsons Show Pod. On Twitter, at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. Uh, next up, we can move on to the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. We have a wager for this season. Whoever loses must write and record themselves performing a uh, Trust of Horror segment. I am back five points still from Matt, but within, within uh, shoot distance, I can make it as long as I don't fall too far behind. I feel okay. Give me an easy question, man. All right, sir. Your easy question for today. What is the name of the baldness cure in Simpson and Delilah? The name of the baldness cure? Yeah. It's a play on the real life uh, drug. You want the chemical name? Yes. I have no idea. Oh. Hmm. I don't remember that. I don't okay. remember that, Matt. I don't remember chemicals. Well, I just, I mean, do you know the name of the real life one? The, what, the chemical that the Rogaine is based on? Hey, Matt. No, hmm. I do not. 
I do not know that. Oh. I don't remember that. Guess okay. what? You said that like whenever we did that episode a million years ago. I mean, went. Oh, I don't need to remember that. Bye bye. <laughs> oh well, unfortunately for you today, you do. I don't. Uh, well, I still that... <laughs> need to know it. It doesn't. It's the easy question, so it's only one point. Fair enough. Even it though your even though your uh, easy question Noxonil. seems a little hard for me. Demoxinal chemical names, really? Easy question? All right, man. I see how it is. I see how it is. All right, that's fine. I see how it is. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sensing some art, 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 artorial appeal in that question there. Artorial appeal? You made up with a question, Matt, and you think it's easy because you think it's easy to you, is what I'm saying. Oh, I gotcha. Fair enough. Your easy question, Matt. These are all from There's No Disgrace Like Home. Oof. Who does Homer take the family seat to fix their relationship? Oh, uh, Dr. Marvin Monroe. Oh, wow. Like, it, you got that right away. Like, like, it's an easy question. He's alive again. He's yeah. not dead. Oh, that's right. He is alive again. I forgot about that. They brought him back to life. He just showed up. He just got hurt. He was just really ill. He was, he's fine now. Aww. What's my medium question? All right, sir. Your medium question. What is Homer's first suggestion as an executive? <laughs> the, the, I'll give you a hint. He's in the boardroom, and uh, Mr. Burns points to him and go, you... Well, what do you what do you uh, think would improve worker productivity? Uh, isn't it something about apples? It doesn't want apples in the cafeteria. I think that's the that's what I remember. That might be from a completely different episode, but I re- re- vaguely recall him going, "Why do we have apples in the cafeteria? No one wants to eat apples. Let's put donuts in there or something." I don't remember what exactly what he says. What's the answer? Is that I don't your re- final answer? Sure, I don't know, Matt. You're killing me today. Apparently, I am, man. I guess I remember this episode pretty well. Uh, no, uh, he said he has a more tartar sauce on fish stick day. It was food. Uh, the apple I, thing is from a different episode. It was food, at least. I got that right. Of course, it's, yeah. of course it's food. There you go. Okay, your medium question. What's the full name of Dr. Monroe's clinic? Dr. Monroe's clinic. clinic, clinic. I really got to go back and watch seasons one and two again. <sighs> Dr. Marvin Monroe... Uh, Family Dysfunction Center. You're getting there, but then you veered off and uh, crashed. It's Dr. Marvin Monroe's Family Therapy Clinic. Family Therapy Clinic. All right. All right. Good to know. Good to know. What's my hard question, Matt? Let's see if I can somehow redeem myself, even though you just asked, you just asked me three hard questions. I, you know, I feel if like you I'm... get this one, I will be very surprised. Oh, we'll see. Oh, that makes me feel really good. That I, that you'd I, had be surprised. Look, I had to look up the spelling on this one. So, oh, dear you know. God. All right. You then have to look so, up the spelling the Jap- for dimoxidil, and you need to look up the spelling for this. Yeah. Oh, uh, what is the Japanese technique that Carl puts in Homer's speech to the company after he has become bald again? <sighs> really? What? what? I don't know, Matt. <laughs> what? what oh, this is that's okay. The third hard question. I also get it wrong. I have no idea. Oh, um, it is Jiko Kondry. Oh yeah, right off the top of my head. I don't. I don't even remember hearing that ever. Oh, I ever when I prime viewing years. This is when I all those things are firmly established in my head, and obviously not established in my head. Your hard question: How much money is in the kids' college fund? Which they break open. Money in kids' college fund. Um, I'm going to go with eighty-seven dollars. So close, but yet so far it is eighty-eight dollars and fifty cents. Dang it! I didn't expect to be that close. Dollar fifty off, but unfortunately, dollar fifty is might as well just be an infinite amount of money off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do have some bonus questions for you, Matt. All uh, right, I it, love some bonuses. This is from, these are from John. These are all from Sideshow Bob Roberts. Ooh, okay. Uh, what are the three things Springfield will never get rid of, according to Birch Barlow? Um, the bats in the public library, Mrs. McFarley's compost heap, 
and our six-term pot-smoking spendocrat diamond Joe Quimby. Uh, Bastion Public Library. It's Mrs. Fearley's compost heat. I, that's pretty close. It doesn't matter. And then our six-term mayor, the illiterate, tax-cheating, wife-swapping, pot-smoking, spendocrat, Diamond Joe Quimby. I knew there were some things I forgot. There's a, yeah, he does a lot of stuff there. Who are Bart's mortal enemies? Mortal enemies. Oh, uh, Dr. Demento and Sideshow Bob. Who's your other mortal enemy? Uh, what does Bart object to? That's correct. What does Bart object to in class? Uh, the people of South Africa can now vote in free democratic elections. That's correct. Who paid for Mayor Quimby's election TV advertisement? Sorry, say that again. Who paid for Mayor Quimby's TV ad? Oh, um, the oh, it's oh, I'm trying to get the double speak right. Sorry, give me a sec. Uh, the committee for Springfield mayoral election mayoral committee. <laughs> You're never gonna get this. It's Mayor Quimby for Mayor mayoral committee. Oh, there you go. There's a lot of mayors. A lot of mayor mayoral in there. Uh, what toy does Bart select for free play? The Flintstone phone. Yeah, but I do. That's correct. What name does Smithers tell Bart and Lisa to find? Oh, um, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I, I know this. I know this. Oh, Edgar Newbauer. Ooh, correct. What is Mister Barlow's first and middle name according to Lisa in court? What is Mister Barlow's oh, first and middle name? Oh, I thought you said New uh, Birchibald T. Barlow. Cur- how do you yes that's correct what is the name of the award-winning book birch barlow wrote uh only turkeys have left wings correct did pretty that's pretty good man did pretty good that time thank you you only got two my favorite it's all right (laughs) oh roberto (laughs) thank you uh john for those questions really appreciate anyone wants to send them in i'll 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 shoot them at matt i'll throw them out there please provide the answers if you do yeah, I, we, we may not know them. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I am. I if it's not very evident, I am not necessarily a font of uh, knowledge about the the minutia of the Simpsons from time to time. So please provide me answers if you can. Um, we can move on to our final segment. Segment we end every single episode. Where it's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever best episode ever is the part show matt and i rank the episodes categorically so we watch them chronologically eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are where are we putting this one matt that is a darn good question it is a good uh, I, I love lisa is number 67 that's what i was looking at i mean it makes sense it's the, it's the only yeah. other ralph episode so far even some people say it's not i it's still Ralph. it is a Ralph episode it's number 67 this episode's it it, it it is the only Ralph episode. It is, although very hard to compare them because I love Lisa is one. Ralph is basically a different character in that episode. It's a different yeah, Ralph. He's more normal. He's a kind of, yes, a, a much more normal version of Ralph, you know, uh, and that is also less about gags. There's a lot. I don't know. It feels very, that one's very much rooted in emotion and Lisa and Ralph. And I don't know. It nails kids being kids and having to deal with things and feelings. Yeah. I think it's better than this. You think I Love Lisa is better than uh Yes, than than this. than than this little wiggy. I think this little wiggy is very funny and has some really good emotional beats, but I think it gets derailed in that third act. Uh introduces a lot of stuff that doesn't mean anything in the greater context of the episode and there makes Ralph have a pyromaniac leprechaun. Um which I don't I don't see as a benefit, especially this episode. Fair enough. Fair enough. I would agree. I like I love Lisa more. 
um how much more is is what i'm having trouble with yeah um, uh, it's a tricky one how about let me like throw out another episode for you bart gets an elephant i think this is better than bart gets an elephant um, is it you sure uh, kind of i don't think it is i mean okay okay give me your pitch then i think bart gets an elephant again bart gets an elephant is i i say that because it is bart gets an elephant is a wacky funny episode you know it doesn't try and it is a bart episode and it does have a little bit of character stuff in there with bart where he's basically just trying to save his elephant and trying to do the best thing for the for the elephant and i think that's the only kind of character growth in that episode is bart kind of realizing oh this is a real living thing and i can't have it anymore it's better off with someone else so so there's a great parallel between that episode and this one in that you have something that is uh basically not quite an inanimate object but on an animal level of intelligence oh that's not oh ralph's not a dog hey i'm okay i'm just saying in this episode ralph doesn't get a whole lot of agency i i think he he shows emotion he shows like he's an actual child for the most part there is some especially the leprechaun stuff makes him so much so cartoony but for the most part he's just like hey a kid who likes eating chocolate popsicles and likes to play you know with toys and like he's just a a, a, a very innocent child um it's when you start throwing leprechauns and stuff like that and you know he wants to he goes along with bart because he thinks bart is it's fun to be around another person um I mean, Bart Gets an Elephant is also much tighter in episode. Like, it has a ridiculous premise, but it is very tight. It's very concise. You know, Bart gets an elephant. Bart has to take care of the elephant. Fails. They have to go rescue the elephant, and they figure out a solution, which also has... I really love... I like the ending of Bart Gets an Elephant a lot. Um, I do, too. But this, probably right above Homer Batman, or maybe above... uh, Is it better than Bart Carney? I think it is better than Bart Carney. I, I really enjoy Bart Carney, uh, but it is a better guest episode than we're nor- uh, we normally get. But I really enjoy how Bart grows in this little wiggy, and I, I think it's worth it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, how about is it better than Springfield Connection? Springfield Connection. Um, I don't think so. Springfield Connection is both incredibly funny and has a lot of Marge development. Uh, it, rather than focusing on the relationship between two characters, we get to see Marge grow as a person. And then there is a decent amount of Homer-Marge stuff, but the majority of the episode seems to focus on Marge's growth. And this episode, this little wiggy, in contrast, spends a lot of time setting it up, which makes it so that it's a lot more difficult to see more growth in Bart the way we did with Marge in the Springfield Connection. I think it's better than Springfield Connection. Really? I do. I think it's better than uh, maybe. I think it's also better than Boy Scouts in the Hood, but I maybe not. And you could maybe talk me down from Springfield Connection. I just think I don't know. I think Springfield Connection also shares a similar. It shares a lot of similarities with this, but I don't. Marge doesn't really have an like. I, I feel like the Springfield Connection. It doesn't really highlight Marge's arc in it. Like. Marge just she joins she wants she's tired of being stay at home mom so she goes to get a job she becomes a police officer because she wants to do good and then she realizes she can't because the system is so corrupt she just resigns and that's the end of the episode right but I feel like that episode is more about Marge wanting to you know be more of a protector she's already the protector of her family so she thinks okay I can do this you know and protect my entire community so she tries and unfortunately she learns that the Springfield community is just uh too corrupt for that and which i think is interesting and it's it's i don't know if marge grows a whole lot in that episode but we at least get to see a very 
detailed look at her character, which in this one, we kind of get that with Ralph. We don't really get that with Bart. We get a little bit of Bart, It's but it's never, it's not demonstrated enough. Like, I feel like this episode has a lot of potential that is not realized. Um, like, it's still good. I think it had the potential to be great, and they they chose different things and that I felt make it weaker. How about just below Springfield Connection? I could be okay with that. Right above Homer vs. Patty Selma? Um, yep. I, I like I like that's like I think it's a good spot for this this little wiggy. I feel like is it no Bart Starr's higher might be the only two misses the two misses Nahasa and Pedalons is higher for season nine, but I think that might be the highest season nine episode. Yeah, but still ninety three good spot for it. I don't I I think it's very funny and I really like the Ralph and Bart stuff and I wish there was more Ralph Bart stuff. Yeah, out there and in this Instead episode of- honestly. What do you say, Matt? Is that of Quimby being shocked? Yeah, I don't. Also, incredibly cartoonish. We just get a dude electrocuted and smoke rises off of him and stuff. Um, uh, that's all right. Number 93 on our list now, right below Springfield Connection, right above Homer vs. Patty and Selma. Number one on our list is still Homer's Enemy. Last on our list is still Homer's Aussie, down there at number 184. It will be replaced at some point. What is our next episode, Matt? Our next episode is. Ooh, Simpson Tied. Homer joins the Naval Reserves. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't have fond memories of this episode. Quack, 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 Robbie. Quack, quack, quack. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, mm. All right. We'll talk about Simpson Tide next week. We'll see how maybe I'll like it more than I have ever. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But watch along with us uh, before we go. Uh, let's see. You can find... All the stuff on our website, simpsonstar.com. Uh, links to everything there, to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, link to our Patreon, uh, link to this list. Uh, check it out. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman and uh, check out my other podcast, The It's the Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books and the serial fanatics. So it's about lots of nerdy, different nerdy stuff that I like to talk about with my friends. Matt does not participate in social media. Unless a certain level of Patreon backer, you will not find him. That's true. This weekend, I will be digging out from the horrible Florida blizzard of uh, 2017. We've gotten, uh, I believe, four inches in the panhandle, which is a mere six to seven hours away from me. Uh, so it's the bearing down on us like a shotgun full of snow. So unfortunately, I will be unavailable this week due to snowless. Oh, you Floridians with your cold <laughs> front. So, oh, we're so cold. It's going to be warm in a week. Yep. I have no. Hey, hey! It'll. It's only going to get up to like seventy-two next week. All right. Thank you. It's going to be freezing. Seventy-two. Woof. Uh, I think that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt, and I keep watching the episodes. Shh.